At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two, Femi Abebefe, Adam Burke, hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And to start hour two, like we usually do on the weekends, let's kick things off with the NFL. The NFL is the gorilla in the room. It's the behemoth that is hanging all over, over all of us, but it's what we love in this country. So let's talk about it. And I want to talk about the NFL from an against-the-spread standpoint, as always, since we are the sports betting network. But... It's interesting because we have the records of these teams, ATS, the division winners from last year. And I want to start this this conversation asking you, what do you think are the characteristics or the traits that makes a good against the spread team? So there there are a lot. I Mm -hmm. I guess uh, the starting point for me, I guess I'll say, is a head coach that keeps pushing forward. You know, too many of these head coaches wind up going into a shell, especially if you're going to bet a favorite. Too many of these coaches go into a shell. They get very, very conservative. They get very predictable, very vanilla, and, you know, just kind of run into the line three times and kick it away. Now, of course, the game has evolved. You've got some younger guys that are kind of more on the data-driven side that, you know, they're going to understand the value of continuing to play, continuing to score points, not putting it on the shoulders of your defense. But not all the guys like that. Not all the guys are like that in the NFL, and certainly not all the guys are like that in college football, where that's something that I factor into the equation a lot more than I do in the professional ranks. But I think that's a really important thing: is is to have a coach that understands the value of not packing it away. You know, because the prevent defense either prevents you from winning or prevents you from <laughs> covering. So I, I want teams that are going to keep getting after it, keep trying to score points, build up that lead. 
go for a fourth and short and try to put the game away instead of punt the ball away, something like that. So I think coaching is a really big part of it for me when you talk about favorites. And then also, too, if you're playing a favorite, whether the coach gets conservative or not, a running game. You know, you have yeah. to have an effective running game because they're going to try to keep that clock moving if they can by, you know, utilizing the run. Some teams will do it in smarter ways than others. But, you know, if you're going to bet a favorite, I think you need a coach that keeps going, but you also need a good running game in case he does maybe get a little bit conservative. And I think almost as an underdog, I mean, you you clearly want a good offense, an, an offense that can keep up if they're going to be favored to lose the game. It's like, hey, we need somebody that can stay within this thing and can put up some points to try to stay within that number. Let's take a look at the AFC division winners from last year and how they compared against the spread. These are the top teams against the spread in the AFC separated by division. New England Patriots, they didn't win the division, but they went 10-7 and seven against the numbers. So did the Cincinnati Bengals, who did win the AFC North. The Titans and Colts both went 10-7. and seven. The AFC West, take a look at that. All four teams, 8-9, and nine, ATS here and I want to start it with the AFC West because that's the division that's got a lot of the pub throughout this offseason and what that shows me is that this is a very competitive division and almost like a couple years ago with the NFC West is it the smart thing to just maybe bet the underdog in in whenever it's an AFC West game because these teams are really competitive they're really good and chances are these are going to be within a possession or maybe even within a field goal yeah, you know, obviously it's a very, very strong division to say the least. And, you know, you're going to have the six head to head games against your division opponents, of course. What I'll be interested to see with the West is how they fare when they're taking on non division opponents. You know, you, you've got some of the long travel, stuff like that. This will be a pretty physical division, I think. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously, too, every division game will be magnified. So, you know, a lot of times in the NFL, I, I look at a lot of the metrics, I, I'm very in tune with that. But also in the NFL, kind of looking at some of those situational you know, spots and scenarios as well, where you know the six division games are going to have magnified importance, like I said. If you've got long travel or, or maybe you're playing a bad team, you know, I think we, we could see a tendency from a lot of these teams in the AFC West and potentially in the NFC West too to kind of play down to the level of competition when they step outside their own division. Yeah. So that's something that I would be worried about too. Another thing that kind of comes back to coaching of being able to – have your team prepared, ready to go, even when you're facing an inferior opponent that you're supposed to beat by some level of margin. But to your point, I think within the division games, yeah, you could certainly make a case that you know the underdog is going to be live in, in pretty much all of them. Yeah, I saw an advanced number there with the Kansas City Chiefs laying three and a half week two against the L.A. Chargers, and I'm like, whoa, that's, that seems like a steep price based on what the Chargers have done this offseason and based on what the Chiefs have done this offseason as well. That could be another early game to where maybe taking the points there, three in the hook with L.A. Well, and let me ask you this, because we know that there are perception biases in these markets, mm -hmm. right? We, we know that. And, and everybody knows that the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, and they still have Patrick Mahomes, and they still have you know a lot of very talented pieces there. But it, to a degree, it sort of feels like – there, I don't want to say rebuilding on the fly because that's not really the right way to put retooling on the fly. Yeah, reshuffling. I, I guess a reshuffling. Bit. There you go. And which is perfect because you host the GM Shuffle. There you go. So Check that out wherever you get your podcast. So you got that, that word <laughs> on the mind. But, you know, I look at the Chargers, and as you said, this is a team that should have some measure of the hype train behind it. Whereas I think people will generally be a little bit lower on the Chiefs, and that's what the number is. It kind of makes you think a little bit, right? It, it definitely makes you hesitate for sure because I look at that number, I say three and a half, I'm like, wow, that – I mean, first instincts is I want to take the Chargers, right. but there's a reason why the line is three and a half because it's still hanging out there. It's been hanging out there all week. If somebody thought it was egregiously wrong, they would have bet into it. We're already seeing people bet into these week one games and these week two games, and maybe 
hold off on week two just because we don't know what the injury situation will be by the time we get there because injuries happen in the preseason and training camp and in week one as well. So it's never really a good situation to tie your money up after week one. But, yeah, it's this Chiefs team for me, I'm curious to see how they evolve. Early on in the season, Andy Reid always gets quite a bit of credit because he has all offseason, all summer to kind of devise some new schemes, and he's one of the more creative coaches we've ever seen offensively in NFL history. So maybe that's built into the line of, okay, they typically start fast. We didn't see it last year, but maybe this year they can get back to their roots with starting fast there. There's a reason why they've won the division every single year since 2016. But this Chargers team, they like to roll the dice. And they're a high-variance team to where sometimes you wonder if the point spread really even matters in their games because of the fourth-down decisions that they make. Is it a team that, if you like three-and-a-half, and 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 three-and-a-half, it is valuable because you're getting the field goal and more, but if they cover three-and-a-half, there's a good chance they might just win the game outright as well because some of those fourth-down decisions have such a big impact on win probability if they convert them or if they're unable to convert them. Right, and I think, too, you know, it, it's kind of funny. When you're at the top of the mountain and you've got that bullseye, you know, everyone, every week, it doesn't matter what the Chiefs do. It's mm-hmm. sort of, oh, are people figuring out the Chiefs? Are people learning how to defend the Chiefs? Are people, you know, X, Y, and Z yeah. about the Chiefs? It's always some referendum. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and and for the Chargers, you know, I think we can kind of look at them, and, and we know their offense is very good. We know Justin Herbert is exceptional. They paid a lot of attention to the defense, which is supposed to be Brandon Staley's bread and butter. And, yeah, okay, he's maybe a little bit of a gambler on fourth down. We mm-hmm. all kind of know that. But it is just really interesting to me to hear how these teams are framed and then see how they're actually valued in the betting market, which is, let's be honest, the betting market is the most efficient way yeah. to project you know, a season and, and sort of the expected outcomes. It's not going to be some writer for some major publication, something like that. It's going to be yeah. the betting market that's ultimately going to you know, really shape what a team's perception should be. That half point says and means so much. A lot. Because people are just going to look at it and say, three and a half, whatever. It'll be a competitive game. It wasn't three. It wasn't two and a half, despite the Chargers, by all accounts, having a better offseason than the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And it was still three and a half. And like you said, it it makes you pause. And and frankly, the reality is I'm higher on the Chargers than I am on the Chiefs going into this season. Yeah. But it's something where, you know, a multi-billion dollar industry valued a team at X – and I thought that X was maybe a little bit high, but then you have to think about it and say, oh, well, okay, maybe there's a reason behind this. And one thing also to keep in mind with that line in particular, and we'll get to all these divisions as well as we continue on with our NFL discussion, but it's very early and the limits aren't as high right, right now. But they're, they're still taking some decent amount. I mean, you can still get down like $4,000 or so on a game, even though it's not going to be played until September. But it's not the it's not as liquid as it will be week of the game to where you can get down six figures or seven figures for some of the people who bet on day of the game there. So I think that is also a thing to keep in mind. And maybe we'll see things change once we get closer to kickoff. But right now, early on, the odds makers at least are telling you that we still – Think of Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes highly regarded as an AFC contender despite what we saw this offseason. I also think, too, the thought process from an odds maker is just like, if I make the line three, what's going to happen? I, like, like That's probably what they're thinking of. Like, wow, Patrick Mahomes just needs to win by a field goal or so. Like, It can't be two and a half because everyone's going to bet if it's two and a half. If it's three, they'll probably still bet it because it's Mahomes laying three at home in prime time early on in the season there where home teams tend to be the favorite side on those Thursday night games. 
that's why maybe we see three and a half. But you mentioned, though, that half point still is a very significant move. To go from three to three and a half takes quite a bit there. So it is showing some respect towards the Kansas City Chiefs in that spot. We saw the AFC graphic. Two teams that I was not surprised to see on there, New England and Tennessee, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, they, those are two coaches. You mentioned coaching. Two coaches who always tend to outperform market expectations, especially the Tennessee Titans who have gone over their win total every single year under Mike Vrabel. Well, and the thing for the Titans is their defense was just so much better last year. I mean, their defense was a dumpster fire two years ago. And last year they were a much, much better defensive team to the point where they go 10-7 and seven against the number, missing Derrick Henry most of the year. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill was fine, but you know, obviously his skill position players, not even just Derrick Henry, but also at the wide receiver position, was kind of a revolving door due to injuries as well. But it was that defense. And I think in a lot of respects, the teams that overperform market expectations – do so on the shoulders of their defense. Mm -hmm. You know, in the fantasy football generation, which people have played for a long period of time, but now it's kind of magnified with DFS and all that kind of thing. Everybody knows all the offensive personnel. You know, how many guys, how many people out there could name, you know, two of the four defensive linemen on half the teams in the NFL? You know, and it's one of those things where defense, I think, creates the ability to outperform expectations in the market. And to that end, in the AFC West, I mean, were any of those defenses all that good? No, not really. And that's probably Denver, why Denver, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Denver but, didn't have the offense. Yeah, their quarterback situation was atrocious there. Right. Uh, that October stretch from Tennessee was one of the more impressive things we saw all season long when they, in the consecutive weeks, beat the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and the Rams, the last two being on the road. Like, that was really impressive. All without, I mean, not all of them without Derrick Henry, but still, they played a couple of them without Derrick Henry. I thought that was really, really impressive stuff from Mike Vrabel. On the other side, we'll talk about the NFC teams that are hot against the spread last season and what they could do here in 2022. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. 
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM Casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. It must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here with Adam Burke at the VEASAN Studios the South Point Hotel and Casino here on this Saturday. we got the Preakness coming up today. PGA Championship third round at Southern Hills is going on. NBA, NHL playoffs, we're discussing it all here. But let's keep our attention on the NFL. Last segment, we talked about AFC teams against the spread. What makes these teams? And we talked mainly about the elite teams. In the NFC, we'll get to the elite teams, but I want to ask you about one of the against the spread highlights of last year were the one Dan Campbell-led Detroit Lions, who straight up went 3-13-1, but ATS 11-6. What do you make of that? Because we talked about a number of things could be why a team is really good against the number. In the Lions situation, was that just the market just so undervalued them, or was something else also at play? So... Mina Kimes talked about this recently on NFL Live, about all the talent that the Lions actually have. I mean, their offensive line is pretty darn good. It's really good. And and they've done some smart things on the defensive side as well, excuse me, in terms of draft picks and and things like that. I don't know. I mean, you know, also, too, you think about some of these really bad teams, and obviously we didn't have a lot of bad teams that were great against the number in the AFC, but these teams that nobody wants to bet on, I mean, generally speaking, in, in a lot of sports leagues are teams that you kind of want to bet on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and that's one I sort of wonder, and this is maybe a rabbit hole that, that we can't really go down in, in the span of just one segment. Maybe it's something that we'll have to talk about in multiple segments or multiple shows or something like that, but you have a team with zero expectations and nobody wants to bet on mm-hmm. in a regulated sports betting environment, including a state like Michigan, including Indiana, including Iowa, Illinois, all these states in proximity to Detroit, where... How high do you have to get the line to actually get some measure of respect for Detroit? Maybe some of their numbers were just kind of mispriced. Some of their numbers were just sort of inflated against them. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what it was last year, just because there were some they were catching like 
10 and a half, 9 and a half at home. And the funny thing about it was that in all the games where they were the big spreads, that's when they covered. And in the games when people actually gave them a chance to win, that's when you wanted to almost fade them. The one that always sticks out to me is that Philadelphia Eagles game. They were hosting Philadelphia, and I think the line was about three and a half, maybe even the touch three as well. And the Eagles won by like 100 pretty much. But there was games where they were – double-digit dogs on the road or catching more than a touchdown at home. The the Vikings game where they're getting seven and a half, I think seven, they win the game outright for their first win under Dan Campbell. Or the Steelers game where they tie as a eight and a half or seven and a half point dogs. There was a team that was really good at keeping games close against teams that were considered much better than them. And almost, I don't know if they got nervous once the expectation of, oh, maybe they could win this week. And then the team probably took them a little bit more seriously than some of the perceived juggernaut teams would. Yeah, and and also, too, I mean, I guess something to keep in mind here is Jared Goff is one of the best garbage-time quarterbacks we've ever seen. You also need that. And there was a lot of garbage (laughs) time for the Detroit Lions last year. But uh, So here's the question, right? So we talk about perceptions of teams going into this season, right? Mm -hmm. So the Lions weren't good, right? I mean, they went 3-13-1, as you mentioned already. But they were good against the number. Yep. So... How much of a measure of respect do they get in terms of their weekly lines here? Just knowing that there is some talent on this team. They do seem to at least have some measure of a direction. Is Jared Goff a good quarterback? Probably not. But at least he's, you know, not getting killed like Matt Stafford was day in and day out with a bad offensive Mm -hmm. line. You know, Goff was only sacked 35 times last year. The Stafford gets sacked 45, 50 times because he had no offensive line. Those are things that can keep you in the game, too. Just from a field position standpoint, if you can go, you know, from first and 10 to second and six to third and two, third and three, even a bad offense can figure out how to get some of those. But, you know, they had so many negative plays in the past that they were behind the sticks all the time. You know, just little subtleties like that are things that can help teams actually cover numbers. Well, they're catching three and a half at home in week one against the Philadelphia Eagles, who the market respects. The Eagles are a team that people are high on in the betting market, whether it be in the futures. Last year, the Eagles got bet damn near every week on Sunday. And Lions catching three and a half, kind of similar to where it was last year. So that goes to show you that they're being rated as, yeah, a bad team, but not an egregiously bad team like maybe a Chicago who's catching six, six and a half, or a team like Houston who's getting eight at home in a division game week one. Like the Lions are not going to be seen as, even though their record was up there with the Jacksonvilles, those types of teams at 313 and one, they're at least perceived in the market as a team that could be, I don't know if I want to say a good bad team, but just like a, a somewhat respectable bad team. Right. And keep in mind here too, I mean, they're getting four against a, <clears throat> excuse me, against a Philadelphia team that, by all accounts, had a good offseason. Yeah, you know, I mean, really Jalen Hurts is certainly the big question, but the Eagles have done what a lot of teams have done and said, look, you know what? We're just going to try and surround our quarterback with as much talent as possible. That's what they're doing in Miami. That's what Cleveland did with Baker Mayfield. We are going to put all of the ingredients around this guy. If he can be the chef and make a good dish, that's awesome. If not, at least we have all of this in place when we transition to somebody else. So Philadelphia's had, by all accounts, a good offseason. You know, a lot of people talking about them in the NFC East, maybe talking about them mm-hmm. as not a Super Bowl dark horse per se, but a good bet because they may get there. Yep. Then you can start hedging, you know, if they make the playoffs. And here's Detroit only getting four. So you know, just kind of looking for those context clues and those indicators from yep. these early season numbers where you don't even have to know everybody that the Eagles added. You don't have to know who the Lions added and lost and all that. But just getting a frame of reference for how the market is valuing these teams, 
I think is really important to do at this time of the year. The Detroit Lions are 4-1 to one to make the playoffs over at BetMGM. If you want to get frisky, their win total set at 6.5. This is after winning only three games last year. So that shows you the market is saying this team could be a little bit better and some of the results might start to follow uh, after so many close games a year ago. I want to get back to these NFC teams that we saw that were get best against the spread in their divisions. There we have that graphic up. The Dallas Cowboys last year were 13-4 and four ATS. You saw the Packers at 12-5. and five. The Bucks and Saints were also 9-8 and eight in the NFC South. The Cardinals were 10 and 7. Of these teams that we see right here, which one do you think is most likely to take a step back in 2022? I'm actually going to kick this back to you because I know you're a Cowboys fan. I know. So, (laughs) first of all, why did they have so much success against the number last year? And second of all, are they the team of that group that you mentioned that you think does take a step back? Well, I think last year, what led to it early on was that the market respect wasn't really there because they'd come off such a bad year in 2020 when Dak Prescott got hurt. People didn't know, is Dak's ankle going to be okay? I mean, they were catching nine opening night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They almost won the game outright. They're catching two and a half at home and catching this two and year and a half. week one. Yeah, they're catching two and a half as we run it back against the Bucs this time at Jerry World. But the offense was better than I think people expected. I think also the defense was better than people expected, better than anybody expected. Nobody expected Michael Parsons to look like the second coming of Lawrence Taylor last season there, and that really helped them be able to generate a lot of turnovers, get those extra possessions, which is why I think you led to such a really good ATS record. Now, can they keep that up if they get the regression on the turnover standpoint that's going to be the big deal here for Dallas with a win total of 10 and a half to me I think they take a step back just because I'm not in love with what they've done off in the offseason the wide receiver position is really scary right now they trade Amari Cooper to your beloved Cleveland Browns Michael Gallup is still rehabbing the ACL injury so a lot of it is going to be thrown on CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz the offensive line should be better after the draft there with Tyler Smith out of Tulsa but I think from an against-the-spread standpoint, for them to outperform market expectations, they're going to have to continue to force those turnovers. And I believe in the defense, and I think the defense, there's a case to where they could be better from a down-to-down standpoint, but the metrics might not show that they're as good just because they don't force nearly as many turnovers. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, 11 picks. That's going to be hard to replicate there in 2022. If they don't get the turnovers, I think that maybe they can fall back to the pack a little bit. But the division is is not very good. The schedule is manageable. They, to me, feel like a 10-7 and seven caliber type of team. And what they do against the number, it could be tricky. I could see them being 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and ATS very easily. See, and the hard part about a team like that, as you mentioned, 34 takeaways plus 14 in turnover margin. Yeah. They had 26 interceptions. Everybody knows that that's going to regress. Yeah, you know it just it just has to. I mean, will they turn the ball over more than twenty times? Probably not. But how many turnovers will they end up forcing? They should be on the plus side in turnover margin, I think, because Dak yeah. takes good care of the football. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. He's a solid, even without the wide receivers. You know, he's still a very very solid quarterback. But they probably won't have thirty four takeaways. And then the <laughs> question becomes, for, like you said, from a down to down standpoint, how good is that defense? So those are things you want to look for, you know, and again, like I said, you can use the market as a guide, but also look for statistical outliers. They were plus 14 in turnover margin. Yeah, you're going to cover a lot of numbers and look pretty good when you're plus 14 in Mm -hmm. turnover margin. So look for those areas of regression that you can kind of try to isolate from a win total standpoint, or if you want to bet some of these early lines. 
Green Bay interests me because last year it felt like they were always getting bet against late in the week there, and they continue to cover numbers. I don't know. The market just does not like the Packers, and they haven't liked the Packers for about three or four years running now, but they've been the best team ATS against – like because the, they just keep covering numbers because they have the two-time reigning MVP in Aaron Rodgers. On the other side, we're going to continue our NFL discussion here on Betting Across America. we got our guy Howard Bender joining us to talk more things week one in the National Football League. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out with Adam Burke here at the VSIN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We're at the halfway point talking some NFL here and to discuss the NFL even further. We bring in our next guest. He is a host at Sirius XM Fantasy. He is Howard Bender. Howard, we appreciate you joining us this morning or afternoon, depending on where you might be. And in the last segment, we are talking about some teams that we're higher on and some teams that we might be a little bit lower on in the market. And looking at some of the win totals, is there a win total over that you like and also a win total under that you're eyeing so far here as we sit on May 21st? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me because you are, you're pulling me away from morning yard work. I'm sweating <laughs> like I have a fever right now. So I was like, um, let's just do audio here. And okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Love it. It's brutal. It's brutal. Um, you know, wins totals here right now. I mean, it's kind of funny. You know, the schedule gets released and everybody just completely overreacts about everything that's going on uh, around the NFL right now. And so, you know, I, I, I do try to when I bet when I if I'm if I'm picking win totals right now, I tend to lean on the under a little bit more. If I, you know, a little closer to the season, I like the uh, you know, I, I like the uh, the over, depending on who the teams are. Um, I'll tell you, one that I do like on the over, I actually, I kind of like the Eagles. You know, I know that, you know, Dallas has weakened a little bit here. Eagles are at nine and a half right now. Um, you know, Dallas has weakened a little bit. The Giants are still the Giants. They're not going to be, uh, you know, huge contenders. And then, so then the question is, is where does Washington kind of fit there? And so, you know, I look at that and I say, well, we, we saw how horrible Carson Wentz looked last year. And so, you know, there's going to be some, some, you know, some touch and go moments there for him. So I, I like what the Eagles have done. I think they've taken a, a step forward here. So over nine and a half wins, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in on that one uh, to, to start. And if you're looking for one that I'm, I'm on the under on, I mean, it's it's kind of tough. I really want to go to the AFC West because I think these teams are going to beat up on everybody. But I think I'm just going to go with the Detroit Lions here. Over six and a half, it seems like a little bit of a, uh, an overreaction to some of the offseason stuff that they they did. They are learning a new system here under Pep Hamilton. They're going to be doing a lot of run-first work for themselves there. So, you know, how does that play in the modern-day NFL? We're, we're going to have to take a look and see. So six and a half, you know, to say that they're a seven-win team now after the season we saw last year, I'm a little hesitant on that. I like them in, in a number of individual matchups that might surprise people, but overall for the win total – I like the under six and a half for Detroit. All right, I want to ask you about the Denver Broncos here because I think it's really interesting to kind of look at how they've been priced, where they upgraded the most important position on the field by getting Russell Wilson. It's a massive upgrade at that. Good defense. A lot of people like a lot of this skill position talent that they've got. But 10 and a half is a big number and a big leap for them after going 7 and 10 last year in a very, very difficult division. How do you sort of project the Broncos here as we look ahead to the 2022 season? 
I actually really do love the Broncos. You know, once you can get away from Pat Shermer calling plays, then, you know, then everybody's favorite flavor is not vanilla anymore. So we dig <laughs> that. We like Russell Wilson. I love the weaponry that he's got. It's not a downgrade um, in, in receivers, you know, going from Metcalf and Lockett to going to Sutton and Judy. Uh, you know, I think is 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 a, a a comparable wash there. It's the it's the support that he's going to have in the ground game, and that's what I really love about you know having Javante Williams. Um, you know, you're keeping Melvin Gordon around to kind of take keep the pressure off of the 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 kid. You know, in the run game, so I like what we're seeing from Denver. I definitely see an improvement. Here's my problem with the AFC West. Look at the look at the teams there, right? I mean, Kansas City with Mahomes, uh, the Chargers with Herbert. Uh, Vegas has uh, Derek Carr now with uh, with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller in a new system with a new coach who's definitely offensive minded, you know, and then you've got Denver building themselves up. I think these teams, this is going to be fun to watch the over under on on their the division matchups going to be over 50 all season long. Uh, but the question is, is who's going to kind of pull out the games? I'm almost sort of leaning on the under. Because I think that these guys could end up beating up on each other so much during the regular season that you could be looking at three or four losses really just coming from your own division. We're speaking with Howard Bender, host at Sirius XM Fantasy, talking all things NFL. Howard, another tough division in the AFC is the AFC North here. And the Cleveland Browns, their win total is off the board because of a pending Deshaun Watson suspension that everybody is really anticipating. That's starting to bubble up a little bit more. We'll find out if the NFL comes to a conclusion in the coming weeks here. But at BetMGM, Cleveland's 2-1 to one to win the division, along with Baltimore and Cincinnati. They all have the same odds there. If you were to take a shot on Cleveland, let's say Watson gets suspended, four, six, eight games, whatever you think it's going to be. Baltimore, two to one. Cincinnati, two to one. Do any of those interest you to maybe strike now before an announcement gets made on Watson? Um, yeah, I would probably, I, I, I would t- tend to look at that and say that I would probably go with, uh, I'd throw Cincinnati in there as the uh, as the the sprinkle that I'd like to do over there. Um, you know, Cleveland uh, to to win the division. I would put I would sprinkle something on Cleveland to win the division at plus odds anyway, right? Because I do whether they suspend Watson or not, even if it's a six game suspension, they just need to tread water until he gets there. And he, and that dude's just a game changer. Mm-hmm. He's a game changer. It doesn't matter what you think about him personally. We're talking about what he does professionally on the field. And and Deshaun Watson is a game-changing quarterback. He he completely turns an, an entire team around, not just the, you know, the the offense, but just the mentality of everybody there as well. So, I you know, Bengals I'd sprinkle a little bit on, Browns I would definitely sprinkle a little something on. I don't know, man, there's just something about the Raiders uh, the the the, uh, the Ravens that's just not sitting well with me. I don't really know what it is. I don't necessarily know how happy Lamar Jackson is over there. You know, when you get rid of Marquise Brown, I don't see it as like a huge downgrade. But you are basically forcing a quarterback's hand, saying Rashad Bateman's your new best friend, whether you like it or not. Howard, I want to ask you about the NFC South. I don't think we've really talked about the yeah. NFC South at all here during the show so far, and and probably with good reason. I mean, you know, <laughs> Tampa Bay season win total eleven and a half. Nobody else in that division seems to be any sort of contender. But with that being said, I mean, you know, are the Saints a team that could surprise? Do you think that maybe the Falcons end up being better than their market expectation with a very low season win total of four and a half? Is is there anybody that can at least put some sort of scare or at least be visible in the rearview mirror of the Buccaneers? I mean, I think the closest you would have would be the Saints, and you know, and I'm I'm just not a, a Jameis Winston guy, 
um, you know, to to kind of control that offense and to see how things are are running over there. Uh, you know, Atlanta is just way too far off, way too far off. I mean, you know, you'll you'll look at uh, Mariota and and then you'll probably split to to Desmond Ritter in the uh, in the second half of the season. And I don't really have that much confidence in Ritter being a a quality NFL quarterback moving forward. Panthers, yeah, they're they're going to be they're, they're a problem right now because. Matt Rule is on the hot seat, and he doesn't have a QB to deal with, uh, you know, in Carolina, and that's that's your biggest position there. So I think that that's a, a you know, it's a tough sell there for Carolina. You know, can McCaffrey stay healthy? Who's going to be feeding the uh, the receivers there? So I think the Saints probably have the closest edge to Tampa Bay, but there's a reason that Tampa Bay is so uh, so far ahead of, of everybody else in that division as a favorite. Howard, the week one lines are all out here. I'm just looking at the slate here at BetMGM. It's still a long way away, about three and a half months away until week one, until <laughs> we can cash those tickets. But is there a week one line that has caught your eye? I've already bet the Denver Broncos. I laid three and a half. They're up there in Seattle. I love Denver. You love Denver. But has any other game caught your eye here in the opening week? Oof, no, no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, I, I'm – for me right now to, to to look at game lines is a little crazy. If I'm going to throw something down now, I'm doing it to just be spiteful, right? <laughs> like I'm taking Tampa Bay and I'm laying two and a half uh, points and then I'm going to my co-host and I'm pasting that ticket onto my green screen so that that's all he sees is me taking uh, Tampa Bay over Dallas. Um, you know, again, I'll tell you what, you know, when you look at, at the AFC West matchups, because this is a division that I've been really focusing on a lot and you got the Raiders and the Chargers and it's only a four point game that I'm seeing right now. Um, I'm looking at taking the, uh, the, the, the Raiders and the, uh, and the points just because I think that these, these games are going to be these big old slug fest is going to be a big old, uh, you know, everybody's going to be, you know, enjoy them. Everybody's going to love watching them. Uh, they're going to be high scoring, but they're going to be close. I think mm -hmm. that's really kind of where I'm looking the most. I'm looking for, you know, those games that I think are going to be even matchups because I love betting dogs when the season starts. Oh, we got about 30 seconds left. I want to ask you real quick about the Los Angeles Rams. You mentioned the schedule release. Their schedule is brutal. They're minus 250 to make the playoffs. Their season win total 10 and a half, juiced a little bit to the under at BetMGM. What do you, what do you think about the Rams coming off that Super Bowl performance? Um, I dig the Rams. I do. I mean, there'll be a little bit of a hangover there, but you know, you're swapping out uh, uh, OBJ for for Allen Robinson. I'm cool with that. I think it's a it's a good solid offense here. They're going to get the running game balanced a little bit more right now, so I'm I'm good with the the Rams this year. I would bet them. He is Howard Bender, host of Sirius XM Fantasy, and when he's not doing that, he's doing some yard work. Howard, we appreciate you doing, <laughs> joining us this morning, and I uh, hope the rest of the day is uh, less laboring. I wish you guys wanted to keep me for like two hours, but thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fun stuff there from Howard. On the other side, we turn our attention back to Southern Hills. Moving day at the PGA Championship. Our leader is about to tee off in an hour. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points with MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers incredible experiences and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by none other than BetMGM. Femi Bebfe hanging out with Adam Burke here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino Moving day right now over at the PGA Championship, Southern Hills, Tulsa. And so far, the conditions have been absolutely rough. I mean, our guy Tiger Woods, to say his round today has been rough would be an understatement. Right now, he is 9 over for the round, putting him at 12 over for the tournament. It has been a tough, tough day there for Tiger Woods. But he's not alone. I mean, Colin Morikawa also 4 over. Hideki Matsuyama was 2 over today giving us a little bit of an indication of what the conditions might be. But with that said, one person has gone really, really low today, and that is Webb Simpson, five under on his round today in the third round. Webb Simpson, he on the back nine, he's been spectacular. Birdie's 12, Eagle at 13, Birdie on 14, Birdie 17. He's on the 18th right now. We'll see what Webb Simpson can do, but 
Webb has shown that maybe there's certain parts of the course that could be gettable or the guys who handle the bad conditions the best could be the way to go here on Saturday. Yeah, it's really interesting. Webb Simpson shot a 75 yesterday, and today it seems like even par is a really good score, and he goes mm-hmm. out there, and he's five under with one hole left to play. Uh, Tony Finau, four over through six today. Woof. So there's an idea of how his day is going, which is not particularly well, so hopefully you faded him uh, in third-round matchups. But you know, a lot of guys kind of scrambling all over the course here a little bit. I mean, Jordan mm-hmm. Spieth has been offline a ton. The fact that he's only two over through seven is – Kind of remarkable, given the way that he's been striking the ball. But as you said, you know, a lot of the leaders starting to tee off now. And, you know, the wind is supposed to pick up a little bit as we get later on into these rounds. So, you know, we'll see what happens here throughout the course of the day. But uh, it is it is not a fun day to golf at Southern Hills. Yeah, the final pairing of Will Zalatoris and Mito Pereira tees off an hour from now, 11.50 Pacific time, 1.50 over there in Tulsa. And right now, Will Zalatoris over at BetMGM, plus 225 to win the PGA Championship. He has a one-stroke lead over Pereira. Justin Thomas, he's three strokes back, plus 350. Pereira, plus 550. Rory McIlroy hanging out at 8-1. to one. Bubba Watson, he shot a 63 yesterday. He's at 20-1. to one. Cam Smith, 22-1. to one. Abe answers a guy that we kind of like here on the third round day. He is at 25 to 1. Matthew Fitzpatrick, I was listening to Thomas Gable uh, yesterday, or earlier today, I should say, on the Lombardi line. He said Fitzpatrick is a guy that he might try to highlight there at 25 to 1 because he usually plays well in some of these poor conditions. Anybody, any long shot for you in this in this group right now, 20 to 1 or further down the board that you think is interesting to win this tournament? Yeah, I just think it's so hard because you kind of watch the conditions today and and see how hard it is to make up ground. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to find a way to go maybe three or four under and hope that somebody above you goes, you know, plus three, plus four, something like that, which is doable. I mean, we've seen Webb Simpson do it. We've seen a lot of guys be four or five shots above par, if not more. I think answer at 25 to one. Again, we kind of keep coming back to this, but he's a guy that can save himself with the putter. You know, because a lot of these guys, we just saw Kramer Hickok chip in for bogey out of the bunker. <laughs> you know, guys are just, and, and he had a very unfortunate uh, first attempt getting out of the mm-hmm. bunker, though. Actually, Ricochet came back and hit him. But the idea here is, you know, you see the flags just blowing around on the greens. You see a lot of guys that aren't getting GIRs today. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you can if you can make a putt and turn a, you know, potential double bogey into a bogey or a potential bogey into a par, that's huge, and I think answer is is the right type of player to be able to do that today. Yeah, the yeah, the, the the pars feel like birdies. Yes, on a day like today here, which the bogeys it, feel like birdies to me when I play. By the way, <laughs> I played one time at Papago uh, out there in Scottsdale, and it was it was the first time I played golf. I think I shot like a one thirty or something like that. What would you shoot on this course today? Oh over 200? I, 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 I mean, to. yeah, easily. I would shoot easily. over 200. Yeah, easily. I, actually, I'd be out of balls before the turn. Yeah, they probably, would say, they would so. say, sir, uh, you've approached the fourth hole, and it's taking you about four hours. We're going to need to ask. We're going to have to ask you to leave. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so gonna I would have more patrons injured than, than pars or bogeys, probably. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen patrons get hit. I mean, somebody took a Tiger Woods driver yesterday off of the first tee and right on the elbow, and it was a nasty scar on this elbow. And like, and I think a player who was it? Uh, Cam Smith hit somebody as well yesterday in the head. I forgot who the player was, but uh, it, it's you know, keep your head on a swivel out there <laughs> at Southern Hills because the way the the golf course is designed, 
I mean, there's tee shots where you're hitting over the greens and stuff like that. It's it's kind of interesting. It's a little uh, new wrinkle that you don't really see that at, at most courses there. So I think as a viewer, it makes it fun as Tony Finau actually birdied on seven what there, and he, Tony, and he and he what looks. What is he wearing? He's always uh, an interesting guy. It, it looks it's like a, it's a, a floral Nike quarter zip. It's like someone's great grandmother's <laughs> couch turned into a shirt. <laughs> Tony Fina, where he be now, uh, where he be now is with a birdie on seven right there for the PGA Championship. So we'll keep our eyes on what's going on at Southern Hills throughout the rest of the show. But let's turn our attention back to the MLB card. We discussed some of these games earlier today in the show. And right now in the Bronx, the Yankees actually lead the White Sox 1-0. The Yankees went off about minus 225 favorites in that game against the White Sox. But we left off. With the New York Mets taking on the Colorado Rockies, this one in Denver, the Rockies plus 105. Mets, who you said that might not be as good as their record indicates, they're minus 130. The total, of course, is going to be at 10 since we're in the Rocky Mountains, but what jumps out to you? Well, it jumps out to me a couple of things. First of all, hopefully they can get at least one of these games in, if not both of them. Mm -hmm. It was 87 degrees in Denver on Thursday, and it snowed yesterday. Yeah. So the game got postponed due to snow, and it's not a very good day here. Uh, in Colorado either. So temperatures in the 40s, probably not a whole lot of offense coming in this game. With that being said, Herman Marquez has not pitched well for the Rockies here so far this season. Seeing him take a little bit of money in this game, though, against Carlos Carrasco, at least in game one of the doubleheader, game two coming up later where Trevor Williams is on the mound for the Mets. Colorado, that uh, last check, had not named a starter yet. But Herman Marquez had pitched really, really poorly. And a lot of high-velocity contact against. His velocity has been down and the thing about pitching in cold weather is that, yeah, guys from Colorado are probably used to it, but it's really tough to get loose. So I worry a lot about Marquez in this start where he's already mm -hmm. had a velo decline, already had a spin rate decrease. He's just not working with proper mechanics right now or maybe has an underlying injury, and it's going to be cold and miserable to pitch for this game. So, you know, it's also bad to be a hitter, but I would – I'm very wary of this line move here today for game one with Colorado. But the thing about doubleheaders is, you know, some guys get one game off, you know, game one or game two. You don't get the full lineup, stuff like that. So doubleheaders are very, very tricky to bet. The only other thing I'll mention is the Mets played a doubleheader earlier in the week. So they've had two doubleheaders now this week, assuming they play this one today. They've lost some starting pitchers. They're kind of a regression candidate. They don't have a lot of days off right now. I worry about the Mets here over the next couple of weeks just from all the things that are going on with them. A fun game in the NL West with two teams above 500. The San Diego Padres taking on the San Francisco Giants. The Giants right now minus 150 at home. The Padres plus 125. The total is sitting at seven with the juice on the under at minus 120. So this is another ballpark where it's it's hard to hard to, for the ball to jump out of there, and maybe that's what the total is indicating. Yeah, and you've got two absolute studs on the mound between Carlos Rodon and Joe Musgrove. I've got a Joe Musgrove Cy Young ticket at 25 to 1. He's down in the 15 to 18 to 1 range. I did odds on with Mike Palm on Tuesday. He's actually got Musgrove at 50 to 1, which is a phenomenal wow. grab for him. But two really good pitchers here in Musgrove and Rodon. Two bullpens that have been a little bit shaky, though. So I think if you are looking for a low scoring game, I would consider it for the first five innings. I did think about actually taking the Padres plus the money today. The Rodon was awful last Sunday against the Cardinals. He was terrible in that game. Now, the Cardinals hit lefties really, really well, though. Uh, the Padres are, are a decent offense against left-handed pitching, but this was one where I, it was it was dog or nothing for me. I ultimately went with nothing, but mm -hmm. great pitching matchup, and at least up until the bullpens come in. 
the Giants, are, are they starting to come back to, and like regress a little bit? And they started the season off really good there, and that was the discussion of them. Wow, they won 100-plus games a year ago. Do they fall back to the pack? And early on, it didn't appear to be so, but now they've hit a little bit of a patch here uh, in the month of May. Yeah, the, the Giants have had a lot of things going on here. Um, and by the way, real quick, the Padres are actually fifth and weighted on base average against lefties. So maybe this is one that I should have played. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But the Giants have had some COVID issues. They lost Mike Yastrzemski and Brandon Belt for a while. And defensively, they've been terrible this season. They've been really, really bad, particularly in the outfield. We'll see if they're able to fix that because that's actually hurt their pitching staff quite a bit so far. Yeah, so many, so many factors that go into handicapping baseball. And we will discuss the rest of the card in our number three. But first, on the other side, to start our number three, we go to Beantown. Heat Celtics game three. We discuss it next. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to anal and handicappers to anal and handicappers to anal and handicappers. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.